Hey guys, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kendall. And we're Chasing Grace. Welcome back. What we, week is it? I have no idea. 12, 12? maybe? I think week 12. I think it's 12. This is obviously a little different because if you're used to watching the video just like I am, then you can't see us. And this is weird for me, but we're just going to dive right in. Also, 12 is my favorite number, so I just have a really good feeling that this week is going to be awesome. Like, we'll get 12 views, no, I'm just, or 12 <laughs> listens. <laughs> that would be so sad, but it's okay. Okay, so this week is for all the ladies out there. Ladies, ladies, ladies. I feel like I'm on the radio. All the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, this this week is really cool for us, and next week we'll just be a podcast too. We're doing that for the fellas, all my fellas. So that's going to be really exciting. And it's honestly like we're literally sitting at our kitchen table just having a conversation. So yeah. This is as real as it gets. <laughs> so like our videos, I'm a little scared because people can see me, and so I get nervous. <laughs> Obviously, the videos are more my thing. Yeah, but... So I'm excited about this week and next week and just to do this podcast. I am very excited. So if you are listening to this and you're wondering what in the world could they possibly be talking about? Dun, da, da, da. We are talking this week about women in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Our lovely ladies. Specifically Ruth and Esther. Yes. If you um want to... Get your Bible out and dive into the Word with us. You can definitely do that. We will be in the books of Ruth and Esther. So, first things first. Kendall felt a while ago that it was laid on her heart, the verse um, Ruth 4.14. No, Esther. Esther 4.14. My bad. I don't have it with me right Esther 4.14. It just says, perhaps you were created for such a time as this. And it's talking about... When Esther, his, Caitlin calls him King X, but he makes, his name's like Xerxes or I don't something. know. I don't but know how to she, say But she, Esther marries this king to save her people. And so the whole thing, perhaps you were created for such a time as this, is like her whole purpose in life is to literally be married to this man and save all these people mm-hmm. and so I was thinking about that and especially during corona COVID all this time. quarantine stuff I feel like I don't really have a purpose or like there's nothing that I can be doing right now and so I'm just like chilling at my house I don't know <laughs> but I was thinking And I thought of that verse, and I was like, perhaps you were created for such a time as this. Like, what can the Lord do through us in this time that's so unique and so special that he wouldn't be able to do otherwise? Ooh. And, like, I was thinking, and I'm leading a Bible study next year, and we had a new leaders meeting on Zoom, of course. (laughs) But we were talking, and... They were just saying, this is this year is going to be so different than any other year in the past. And they said, it's going to be really hard on y'all as leaders. And it's going to be really challenging and require you to be super creative. 
and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is going to be so hard. But then I was like, what can the Lord do through this time that he can only do right now? Under these circumstances. Right. And how can he move in ways that I would have never imagined? Because obviously none of us could have ever imagined that this was going to happen. Right. Or that we would be in this situation. But... The Lord isn't surprised. Exactly. He's not like, oh my gosh, a pandemic? Like, he's <laughs> no not surprised. Way. I didn't know that was happening this year. But anyway. he knows everything. And that just brings it right back to what we're doing with our podcast and our YouTube channel. Like, yeah. how the Lord is working in our lives through, the, through chasing grace. Mm-hmm. Because there's no possible way that we could have been able to do this if it wasn't it, because we're in quarantine. Because, yeah. like, Kendall came home from school early. I was obviously doing online school for a really long time when we started this. It would not – there's no doubt in my mind that this would not have been possible without these circumstances. Yeah. So it's just, like, what can we do with this time that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise? Basically, yeah. And how can we change our viewpoints to instead of looking at, oh, these are all the things I can't do or this is all the stuff I have to sacrifice, like Esther, we can look at it as, oh, these are all the things I get to do. These are all the things Mm -hmm. that I am now able to do that I wasn't able to do before, so... And if you haven't read the book of Esther before, or if you're not very familiar with it, my Bible actually kind of breaks down each of the chapters at the very beginning. And this stood out to me particularly because I wrote it down. But at the beginning of Esther in my Bible, it says, here's the really bizarre thing about the book of Esther. God isn't even mentioned in it once. Your job is to find him in the story because he's so there. And I just, I mean, obviously I felt convicted enough to write that down because... yeah. Like, perhaps we were created for such a time as this, and we might not always see God in our story, but he's always there. Right. And he's constantly at work and using us in ways that, like, we might not even realize at the time. Yeah. And going along with, like, perhaps we were created for such a time as this, like, in order to fulfill your purpose, I guess... In the time that you were created for, you have to remain faithful to the Lord and trust His promises to you. And that that brings us into the book of Ruth. Yes. <laughs> so I love Ruth. She's my girl. Um, and the Ruth is not that long. It's only four, four chapters. Four chapters. So if you have time, highly recommend reading it. But basically, the gist of Ruth is Ruth is the daughter-in-law of Naomi. And yeah. Naomi's husband and her two sons get killed. They all die. They all die. I don't really... It doesn't say how they die. That's depressing. They all die. Anyway. So then, Naomi and Ruth and Ruth's sister-in-law... Her name starts with an O, but Miss O. o- Orpa? Orpa? I don't know. We'll call her Miss O. I almost started calling her Oprah. But it's not Oprah. It's the R is before the P. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Jinx. So, um, they go back with Naomi to where she's originally from. Miss O doesn't. Just Naomi and Ruth. 
I'm getting to that. Okay. And so, um, Naomi tells both of them, she's like, I have nothing to offer you anymore. I'm old. Go back to your homes. Go back to your families. Go back to where you're from. And... Find new husbands, basically. Basically. So, Miss O's just like, okay, I love you, but Peace I'm... Peace out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she goes. And Ruth profusely insists that she is not going to leave Naomi. Yeah. And she remains faithful to her because... And to the Lord. And to the Lord. Because even in, like, such... You lose your brother-in-law, your husband, your father-in-law. All of them die. And then your sister-in-law leaves. And... It's just like her world came crashing down. Yeah. But she still remained faithful to the Lord and like believed in his promises to her. Yeah. And so she stays with Naomi and cares for her because she's like a mother. Yeah. Naomi's like a mother to Ruth. And so um, because Ruth was so faithful to the Lord and so kind, I think I wrote that down. Again, at the beginning of Ruth, my Bible says, Ruth didn't even try. She was too busy loving the other people in her life. She was faithful to them, never selfish, selfish, and she gave a lot more than she got. Yeah. And I think that's just a lot of really great characteristics that, like, in my head, a godly woman, like, that's what we should strive towards. Yeah. And because Ruth was faithful to the Lord, she brought her Boaz and a lot of people think Ruth is all about, like, waiting for your husband mm-hmm. and, like, like remaining faithful to the Lord so your husband will come to you. This man, ain't man, about man. no man. Whatever. Okay. that's. I mean, that's important, but it's so much more than that. Like, the whole gist of the story is about remaining faithful to the Lord and believing that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he's going to do. And so even during this time that we're in, it, it can sometimes feel like our whole world is crumbling apart around us like Ruth probably felt. And it can feel like really crazy and uncertain. And so... Our job, really, is to just remain faithful to the Lord mm-hmm. and to believe that He's going to do what He says He's going to. And the Lord might bring us a husband. I don't know. But He's going to bring us so much more blessing and so much more joy, I think. And I feel like a lot of what is preached um, very heavily towards girls is waiting on a godly husband and trusting that God will bring that husband into your life. And that's amazing. Like, I I pray that everybody has that and believes that the Lord is going to do that for them. But that's not, at least the way I interpreted that, that, that's not what Ruth is about. Right. It's more about Ruth remaining faithful to the Lord. And in return, the Lord blesses her with a husband. Right. Not Ruth remaining faithful to the Lord in to order get to husband. get a husband. Right. And we so don't, we don't need no man. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. <laughs> but um the whole thing with Ruth and Esther together is just remaining faithful and using this time to be productive in your relationship with the Lord and just to use this time to pray 
and to be faithful. And I feel like I need to read the rest of this, but I read a little part of it earlier from what my Bible says at the beginning of Ruth. But it says, Ruth was from Moab and grew up in an unbelieving culture. She was also poor, and she was a widow with a mother-in-law to support. Was there any way she could make a difference in her world like Moses or Joshua? That was exactly what God used to make a huge difference in Ruth's world. Read on and find out what happened and how you too can help change the world just by being loving. Yeah. And I underline the word loving because I just think it's so important that you don't, you don't have to be Moses. Right. And you don't have to be Joshua. Like, you can just love people hard. And we're just called to love people and love them well. Yeah. Just be super intentional. I, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, it has been my goal for the past couple of weeks to just be super intentional in, like, my relationships and my actions. Yeah. The words that I'm using, what I'm reading and, like, putting into my mind. And it pays off. Yeah. In the end, it's going to pay so, off. Remain faithful and remember that you were created for such a time as this. Deep, honey. Mic drop. Also, just if you ever are feeling down about yourself or whatever, just think about Ruth and Esther. Especially my homegirl, Ruth. She had it rough. Yeah. But there are just so many amazing examples of like very very godly women in the bible and i feel like those people get overlooked a lot of times yeah and we just wanted to shed some light on the women these strong women who are just we're trying to be like them ruling the world i want to be like ruth i mean i don't want my husband to die but yeah (laughs) i mean yeah but she got boaz so it's fine it's okay anyway thanks for listening and we hope You'll join us next week, whether you're a boy or not. It's still relevant, I feel like. We're just focusing next week on the men in the Bible, a few of them. So, come back. Listen to us. We won't see you next week. You can hear (laughs) us, but we won't see you. Kind of weird, but (laughs) y'all will hear us next week. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Bye. Bye.